I'm James Ingram, and welcome to Make My Logo Bigger, where we speak with creatives in the ad business. It's no secret that we at Jive are quite fond of this week's guest. Not only does she own her own event and entertainment company, Gracie Artists and Event Management, but she also has a rich history of working with tourism, television, sales, marketing, music, and cultural events. Our peer, friend, and family member, Andre Gracie. Over the past 10 years, Andre and her company have taken on major cultural show productions and created or worked to produce events such as Democracy 250, Grand Chief Member 2400 and Maui Ami, Titanic 100, Black Loyalist Hair. Heritage Center opening, show productions for NAIG, and National Center for Truth and Reconciliation. Most recently, Andre has been named GM for the Halifax Host Committee for the upcoming Junos and seeks corporate fundraising for the ECMAs, APTNs, Indigenous Day Live, and Amigma Emerging Artist Program. With a resume like this, we have a lot to cover. Andre, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I needed this little break, actually. I am super busy right now, which is great. I'm, don't complain when you're self-employed about being no. busy. But uh, I was really looking forward to this and uh, puts me in a nice place right now. So thank you for the opportunity. I'm happy to help. Okay, great. So you have a a rich history of experience across quite a scope of industries, to say the least. Uh, Can you tell us about your professional journey and what drew you most to sales and marketing and management and event producing? Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, actually um, I probably in grade five... I was the one that decided in the class that we should do a play. Right. And uh, so I brought everybody together, got the costumes. So you've been self-employed since grade <laughs> exactly. five, really. Yeah. So I, I, I just reflected on that right now and said it was probably in me from the very beginning. But I did want to be, uh, and that was, you know, producing and wanted to be an actor and wanted to be in the public eye, I guess. And uh, so I think it was uh, a journey that just, you know, happened. I was working as a media liaison for the Cape Breton Tourist Association um, and got into doing a bit of a radio show. But then at the same time, they wanted me to produce a a tourism trade show. Uh, Then from there, I went on to, uh, you know, I was sort of discovered in that position to do uh, weather for a CTV. So all of the things that sort of came together at the same time, I was producing uh, shows or I was on air or I was, uh, you know, then I was as tourism marketing. I was going across North America promoting Nova Scotia. So they all sort of, you know, blended together. And then I uh, got into artist management and that's producing. Uh, So I think that they just, uh, again, that opening the various doors that were very similar, but had components that uh, gave me the skills to do what I'm doing today. Yeah, great answer. Well, you worked for Global News, wasn't it, too? Uh, CTV. CTV. And that was funny because when I left university, I uh, got a job with the Cape Breton Tourist Association and the uh, it, it was media relations. It was, yeah. um, I did a radio show. I created a trade show. So it was, um, again, working with the tourism industry, but there was that element of working with the media. And uh, again, I, I wish... 
kids could all hear and hopefully they'd be listening to this podcast. But I did that job and I did want to be a, a broadcaster. I thought about uh, journalism with Kings and something weird happened. That's a funny story. But I, I didn't go to Kings. And then from doing that job with the Cape Breton Tourist Association, I somebody saw me. Somebody from that was visiting relatives there in North Sydney brought my name forward to CTV and they were looking for somebody to do the weather on Live at Five. And at that time, I had just secured a job with Czech in Nova Scotia, which is a part of tourism. And I was traveling a lot throughout North America. And uh, I said, well, I don't, as much as I do want to do this weather job and be on air and kind of fulfill sort of the dream that I had uh, kind yes. of put to the side. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I was 24. I said, I'll do weather on the weekends if you can give that full-time job to somebody else. But if you have... Uh, somebody you want to fill in or do weekends, um, I'd love to do that. So I kept my tourism job and did that on the weekends. And that was amazing because that was name recognition then. Yes. You know, people then knew who I was. Um, so I was using that part-time on-air personality scenario to help benefit my other side of my career. So, um, and I was getting the best of both worlds. And then things happened and, and my other side of my career was growing. And, I, and then I was getting kind of tired of working seven days a week. Yeah. Um, and, and I left the, the CTV job. But it is just those being at the right place at the right time, taking a chance. Taking a chance. Yeah. As a self-employed company owner, you're constantly having to market yourself and your services. How important is self-promotion in creating a successful business? This is a tough one for me because I've always had an issue with this in a way. Um, so as you well know, um, when I married John Gracie, a singer songwriter, recording artist, touring artist, I um, took a lot of my skills and put them in the management of John. So then we grew the company and we were doing uh, show production and uh, some advertising. And mm -hmm. uh, in my own family, they would say, I don't think people knew people knew who I was, but they didn't know what I did. And that is probably the one, I wouldn't say mistake, but the one thing I didn't do really, really well. I didn't really self-promote. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. You, you did, a, you, you're guilty of doing a lot of things well. This is, you know, and I've, I've actually felt, and I, you know, I relate to kids that say this, I really felt like I was um, a jack of all trades, a master of none. Yeah. And, it, but that has served me really, really well. I have no regrets. Sounds but, like self-employment in the Maritimes. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the thing. I, I, uh, somebody would approach me with a project. A great example of that. I was working in the indigenous community and, and I was in a meeting and again, being at the right place at the right time and taking chances. And the person that was a guest at the meeting said, would you be interested in promoting seal fashion in Europe? And I go, sure. That sounds awesome. What's it pay? Exactly. I think I would have done that one for free. But right. um, but we, uh, so then I just, uh, I followed up and I ended up taking, um, I was almost like a trade mission person. I was taking indigenous or Inuit women, crafters were working with SEAL and uh, they were promoting their crafts throughout Europe uh, because the the ban was uh, indigenous people had, could bring SEAL skin into into Europe. So, but then again, that was, that was again, taking on something that was completely different than it I was, yeah. was doing, but knew that I could do it. And I think that was what was confusing to people. People still ask me, I think my family would, wouldn't necessarily know all the things I do, but, but it's exciting to me. It's always new 
new, it's always different. That's right. Yeah. But you've got uh, a filing cabinet full of skills that you can pull from. So you've never done that before. It's all new. But for one reason or another, you know that you have, you're pretty confident that you can pull it off based on other stuff. I think, you know, it's funny. I've, I've got a lot of, I've got a big workload right now. Yes. And, uh, and the one thing that I think an entrepreneur knows, and I can see this in your work ethic, like I know I can get the job done. The yeah. last contract I took, they said, are you sure you can do this? Because you've got a lot of balls in the air. And I said, I know that I'm a hard worker. And, and uh, you don't ever forget anything. So that's also <laughs> helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Your resume lists uh, such incredible cultural events and experiences. Can you tell us a bit about what it's been like being part of such important events? That's really is a, you know, I don't know if you've spent much time thinking about that, but you've been a part of groundbreaking events. Yeah. And, and, and you've been a part of that. Yes, I've, I have. You know, I get a little emotional on, I on, know. on, on, um, we had some groundbreaking, you know, I'm now working on the North American Indigenous Games and we, a lot of times my uh, staff or my uh, subcontractors, we talk about when we did Member 2400 and when we did that, uh, that shoot with you, with those, with that animation yeah. and uh, the dancers. dancers and it's, it's still stands Thank up you. so strongly yeah. to, to, to this day. And that's like, you know what, 12 years ago or something, but uh, it was to give a shout out to Matt Barkley for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that was guys work with some. Yeah, we, we worked. Well, we, we produced it and then we brought in, uh, we brought in a shooter, uh, Matt Barkley for that. He happened to be here. Was that guy from UK? Was that the, was no, that the, no, no, he <laughs> actually is from here. And then he, he's working out of Toronto now. Was working with the um, indigenous community. And we put on the very first um, international powwow on the Halifax commons and uh, had a hundred thousand people attend. And that, um, thank you to Deborah Ginnish who hired me and, and then, you know, together our team went on to do several large indigenous events and, and now working across the country with other organizations, um, through truth and reconciliation, um, you know, the healing process with residential schools. Um, and, and, you know, really am like blown away that I am working in community, um, as an ally. And, yeah. uh, uh, and then we, we did things like, um, had so much fun. And again, you were a part of a lot of these, uh, the Titanic 100 commemoration, yeah. um, that amazing event downtown Halifax commemorating, uh, the 100th anniversary of the Titanic, the relaunch of Blue Nose 2, the opening of the Black Loyalist Heritage Center. Suzanne and I, my sister and I did it with the family expo that we owned is I think with cultural events, what you need to do is you need to educate people on the, these cultural and diverse activities. And a lot of them are historical moments, but you need to do it with entertainment. Yeah. So I did an amazing event in Mississauga last year for the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation, where we were empowering youth and getting them to understand and listen to survivors. And but we had to like target what would make them react. So we had like you know music that they would relate to it, interspersed with stories from survivors. So it, it's combining entertainment and education and and getting a really good product in the end. Yeah. But when you build in that knowledge of why you're doing it, it makes it more, it grounds it, right? Absolutely. It makes it real. Yeah, you want people leaving, uh, like being changed. Yeah, educated. Yeah. Outside of events, you also manage the artistic careers of multiple family members and other artists from our province. How do you balance marketing your entertainers as well as yourself and your company? This is like the, the fun the fun side of it. I mean, I, if I could just be, um, an artist manager and, and had a bucket full of money and that's your happy place. Yeah. It's a happy place. When you see people that you care about, uh, succeeding. Yeah. 
um, and maybe you live vicariously through them. But you know, uh, we've had a, John has traveled the globe. We've yes, been he to, has. We've been to Doha. I mean, before I came along, he was doing that. But then we went to Doha and Iceland, and you know, I picked up the phone and said to the Toronto Blue Jays, "I've got an award winner East Coast artist. We're on our way to the U.S. on the way. Can we get him to sing the national anthem?" And again, that was another one of those things that I love with the with artists is just saying like, "What would you want to do?" And let's just try yeah. and accomplish it. You know, seeing Samantha as an actor, like when well, well, actually when she was 14, somebody said, you should take her to Toronto and introduce her to modeling agencies. And we came back with a with a contract with Ford Modeling. Yeah. It was just taking that chance. Yes. It was like anybody can take that chance. Yeah. You just got to do it. You and don't get what you don't ask for. Exactly. And then, you know, seeing we went to she was in VHS 2 was premiering at Sundance and the producer and, and so on were going in. And I said to Samantha, you're going out there like we're going to go with them. Yeah. Like, and uh, I mean, you were part of this. You might not ever experience this again. But that trip to Sundance got her a manager who yeah. got her her agent in Toronto with yeah. characters, got her on the on the in a film, in a TV series with uh, Queen Latifah. Yeah. So it's again, just it's just take the chance. Yeah. Open don't overthink it. Just do it. Step through. Right. So just just a little housekeeping for those who don't know. Samantha, who we're referencing is Samantha Gracie, and that's uh, Andre's daughter. And she works with us all the time. Yeah. She's another again. force. <laughs> another force. Yeah. So cool. So uh, Samantha, uh, I listened to her on your very first podcast, mm -hmm. I believe. That's right. She was number one. But uh, but she is, you know, it's funny now that I look back at this uh, very much like me. She's doing a number of things right now, but she is a singer songwriter and a, a, an actor. Actress, uh, and yeah, uh, she doesn't have enough talents. I don't <laughs> no. think no. she teaches. Uh, she's an acting coach and, yeah. and, and working very closely with you on yes on marketing and social media. We can't live without her. <laughs> no. now. So uh, yeah, so that's who she is. Let's talk about the Junos. How does it feel to be part of such a huge event coming to Halifax? This well, is a big one. Yeah, it's a, it's well, it's funny because I did it in 2006, and well, this is a whole other podcast. But you know, ageism and and you know, growing older, and and I said to myself, I always growing wiser. Yes. Yeah, ageless. But I always wanted to do it again. So here we are. What like what? What is this like? You know, several years later. Let's say several. Yes. Yeah. And I said, should I go over this again? I connected with the chair, who was an amazing woman, Allegra Swanson, and she's uh, young and and brilliant. And and we had a conversation, and uh, I got hired to be the general manager for the host committee. And uh, we had an amazing time in 2006. And so it's a real honor to be back in that position again, working with an amazing team. I think we all see Halifax is really changing in the last few years. I think uh, we're going to really, you know, put this uh, event in a really, really special place uh, into the, in 2024. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting to be back in the seat again. It's amazing. Last year, we worked on an event for uh, Deloitte. Mm -hmm. We had a partners event and it was it was in the middle of the summer. And in being it was the first time I really realized the changes that have happened here in the city. I've always been proud of our city. But last you had people coming from all over North America. America, Chile, South America. And there's a sense of pride, you know, like city's got its big boy pants on now. It's really changing. No, it's, it's exciting to right. see where it's going to go. And I think, I think people were surprised. I think they were shocked. Many of them had never been here before or hadn't been here for 10 or 20 years. And to see what we got going on. We did a little bit of a handoff event uh, in Edmonton at the Junos. And uh, it was the, actually some of the, the team said they were approached so many times by people saying, oh, we can't wait to get to Halifax. You know, we have that reputation of doing things right, always have, 
I think the younger demographic that has come here since COVID yeah. and uh, the changes on the waterfront and the you know seeing the cranes in the in the sky and um, I think that yeah it's a it's a good place to be and and there's a new music sector strategy that's being worked on and I think that yeah all good things are happening. Unbelievable, yeah. I know. And on that note, do you be you find yourself pulling on some of your tourism marketing to support you as you welcome people? When I met John, I was working for tourism uh, marketing, whether it be the World Trading Convention Center or hotels or the people or the festivals and very much an A personality. I mean, that's who I am. And yeah. then I went into the music industry and musicians aren't, you know, they're A personalities on stage, but not right. necessarily no. off stage. So I was kind of like adjusting myself. And but I realized that to be a manager or an agent, I could pull on those skills of being that A personality that was out there selling the attributes of of Nova Scotia or yeah, Halifax. Yeah. But you know, I I do say that <laughs> in the next life I want to be a buyer, not a seller. But right. I, I can do it. Um, I, I do a lot of corporate fundraising and, uh, but that's all about the reason that I, I can do those things and being a seller. I think anybody in sales would say it's all about relationship. Yeah. I couldn't, I was just the word in my head. Too. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's like any of us that are in our own business, like anybody can probably do what we do, but we do it. Obviously you're, you're an art form, you and John yeah. and Samantha, it's an art form, but for people like a business that I'm in, there's a lot of people doing the same thing. But if I can create that relationship with you, that there's trust, um, um, that is that's served me well. Well, in your business, if I'm hiring, looking to hire someone and you've got 25, 30 years of experience doing this with all these, I mean, it's so easy. I mean, you, this is not something event management you want to take a chance on. Yeah. Maybe they'll do it. I don't really know. I don't think that's a winning formula. You want to go with a supplier that's going to get you to the finish line. And the ego has left a long time ago. I want to, I want to make the artist look good. Yeah. I want to make my clients look good. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. The ego has left a long time ago. I couldn't agree more. What's the biggest lesson you've learned over the years? Well, I think probably one that everybody learns over the years. I get a little emotional with this right now, but I think that... Uh, Doesn't sound like our family. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, you're always maybe, you know... It's funny, I was walking down the waterfront when I was doing the tall ships in 2017 and I had uh, had a milestone birthday not uh, far before that. And I go, oh my gosh, I just, right now, I'm, I'm I think maybe you might feel this way. Yeah. Right now, I'm the best that yeah. I've ever been. That's what I mean. And why, I, God, why couldn't I have had this confidence or this experience? I don't know, you, get, yeah. you, you don't get it. But yeah. when I was like 30 or whatever, um, it's kind of, it's frustrating in a way that I just feel like at that point in my life, in the middle of my life, I got the rhythm. Yeah. And I feel like that now, like even 10 years later from that I think milestone. it speaks to the complexity of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as intelligent as you are, I think it takes time and I think things have to go wrong. You have to deal with them and deal with them wrong, deal with them right. And then you get to this place where it's like, oh, OK. Yeah. I've, I've filled in the whole house now. Now I'm ready to really go. And maybe you like yourself better. I think so. Like maybe I do feel that like, you know, and I also, um, you know, I'll probably to the day I die, be a people pleaser, or, uh, you know, being stressful over things. But yeah. but on the other side, I don't I don't let it bother me like I used to. Like no. I, I'm, I'm more okay. This is who I am. Take it. And I think that's the great thing about. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, we, we talk about that a lot here, you know, yeah. there, it's interesting because you're in a silo when you work for yourself. So the way you can, you know, an email can come in or something, you can expecting somebody to say something positive and they say something negative. It's really how you deal with that situation, right? Absolutely. Or, you know, being all those different people, I, I do feel sometimes it's, you know, cause I work in so many sandboxes. 
classes, like, you know, like taking yourself and being this person for this client yeah. or or working with suppliers from all walks of life and, and being able to uh, bring yourself to all those different places with different people. And uh, and, you know, just trying to be, do, uh, you know, I just got, I guess it goes back to just doing the best that you can do. Yeah. And that's all you can do. Dad used to say that all the time, like, you know, just be the best that you can be. Yeah. And dump it. Yeah. Where do you see Gracie artist and event management in the next five or 10 years? Well, you know, it's, I think our family is, you know, so lucky. I've got, you know, you know, Samantha in music and, and acting and I have it. My son Nash is traveling the globe. He's a surfer. He's got all kinds of hopes and dreams. And John is now working on a new creative project that he's just obsessed with. I, you know, I, I watch your kids. I watch the work that you do. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, if we can keep on, you you know, creating and being um, artistic to try to take on projects that um, we're not it's like you know, people all say it's not, you know, we're not curing diseases. cancer here. No, but are working on things that may make people come to a better place yes. or we might be educating people so that they have a different point of view or we might deliver um, a song, a film or whatever that makes change. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget the time when John wrote the song for the food bank, like it was, or the nurses, like, you know, it was, yeah. it, you do have that residual that, um, you might not be curing diseases, but you are making a difference. You're impacting somebody's life. You know, I, I think I can remember, uh, uh, refinishing bathtubs, going to school, uh, waitering. And, you know, I was not very good at those things. It was terrible at finish refinishing bathtubs. Every time I waited, I wanted to leave. So you know when things are right in your life, when you will die on the hill for every project, when you, you know, take that person that was waiting tables and refinishing and put them in this career. And now all of a sudden you've got somebody that will not settle, wants everything to be great and is totally invested in it. That's when you know I'm, I'm meant to be here. Well, I watched you yeah. go through that and... Yeah. Like it was magical. You know, I always thank you for taking photographs. I have the best photographs of my kids because they were your models they as, were. as you, you know, we went through your journey. But it was something that was evident, you know, from the very beginning that it was from within. It was different. And uh, so I, 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 I love that when I see that. So now somebody. you're making me emotional. <laughs> this, I knew this would happen with it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, and I want that for everybody because I know the power of that to go from not knowing what you're going to do, not really having a place in the world, to all of a sudden jumping out of bed in the morning and, and being so, you know, it's the bitter and the sweet, right? I, I say that too much, but I really believe it. The sweet is not the sweet, is sweet without the bitter. It's true. And, you know, and even if you, like I, for people out there that, you know, or in maybe a position or in a job right now that you're saying that was like, you want to leave, like you want to leave in the middle of the shift. Yeah. I think that you have to like, again, if the, I always say this to my kids, make a shift. It might not be, it could be a shift. I said this to Samantha the other day. I said, it could be like, get a new place to live because that shift could shift other things. Yes. Like, you know, uh, take a, a course or go do something volunteer or, you know, take, do something different, travel someplace new i always say to them there is the people that you will meet yeah can just change your life can change in a moment yeah so just don't get hung up if things aren't perfect right now yeah look for ways to make a change and i think that that'll take you on a that's great advice yeah what legacy are you hoping to leave i just want for people just just have thought that i was a good kind person that i yeah. had their interests first i hope that i i mean nobody's perfect and we don't do that every day but i hope that that i've made people feel a little better 
when I see them that uh, that I've helped them make some changes. And I'm, I'm really about little that things, right now. The little yeah, things. Yeah. I don't have, you know, maybe 20 years ago it would have been like, you know, that I made history in some way. Yeah. Maybe as you get older, it's not about that. It's it's how that you can affect other people and that somehow you leave a little bit of you behind in that way. There's, there's just nothing better. So what keeps you, having said all of that, what keeps you inspired in business? Like what keeps you going other than the fact that it's very exciting? And again, I'm, I'm, he would laugh because I'm quoting him a lot right now. And, and uh, he would probably think I wouldn't do that. But John has always said it in, in careers like ours, when it's like always something new, like a new project or a, a new um, journey, it's like like playing the lottery, not winning, I wish we were winning, but playing right. the lottery. So every day you're playing the lottery that something fascinating will happen. Yeah. And so when I help Samantha or help John or help myself in a new project, it could be the thing that changes everything. Yeah. So it's excitement of never knowing. There's what something, I know exactly what you're saying. There's something in our personality types, I think, because that's the thing. The fact that I don't know, yes. that's what I'm excited about. That's kind of the thrill, right? It like it's is. like digging for that yeah. next thing. Um, it's very scary. And we've, all of us have had tough, oh, yeah. tough times, but there is something about that rush yeah. about like, what is that next project going to be? Yeah. You know, and I, and I will find it or I'll make it happen. Is there any advice you have for your younger self? Oh yeah. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so insecure about things. Yeah. I think, I think that, I think people will be surprised that I'm saying that, but I think just being more secure in who you were. Yeah. Give yourself that. Give yourself that. Yeah. 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 I think sometimes being brave or taking those chances uh, is mistaken for, you know, thinking differently than people or whatever, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Um, There's a lightness to it. I think, you know, we talk about that a lot here, but it's so important to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I've seen you it. Not that you set out to fail, but, you know, giving yourself the permission. Yeah. That that's an avenue that may happen. And there's a lot of learning that can happen there. Right? And I truly believe that. I believe that people need to have those moments to find who they really are. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think it's. I excel at that. No, like, I, but, I, <laughs> but I think that you're a really yeah. boring person if you don't see that there's good to come from that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're naive or you're judgmental or whatever, but you have to know that yesterday is gone. I love that when I see, you yeah. know, all these memes and stuff on, on social media, but it really is, you know, yesterday is gone. I'm, I'm, I, that's another piece of advice that I think as you get older, you really do believe. I, and I say this to my kids, like you have to live in the moment. Like oh yeah. And the other, yes. Yesterday's gone. Yeah. Tomorrow, hopefully, is something great. But right now, enjoy the moment. And the power of a night's sleep. Oh. Like, I mean, you know, you've, you've been there many times. I have. You get to the end of the day and you're like, I'm, I'm done. I don't yeah. know. You go to bed, you get up and it's like, oh, it doesn't really look like it did yesterday. Exactly. How did that happen? Yes. Yeah. No. And, and you know, um, uh, you know, there is so much of that. And I, I dealt with uh, I have anxiety. Um, and I think those are things that we're all talking about more. Um, people that are anxious are people that have sensitive. Yes. And they have creativity. Yeah. And, and then you can't be creative without being sensitive. I don't think. Yeah. 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 So and I think that those things, again, taking the better side of that and, and taking the good from that. It's funny. And again, you know, it's kind of a tribal thing, but I remember going through my journey and then getting to the point where, okay, I want to be an advertising photographer and then meeting the people that worked at ad agencies. And I'm like, these are my fucking people. I love this. You guys just create stuff. You just, and I'm, yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, I, I want to be around them all the time. And they wanted to be around you. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, that you came out of the, you know, you came in like a force. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, we were all 
as family members really proud. Well, there's that other part too, when you probably have a bit of this is tell me I can't do it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something else Brian and I talk a lot about. He's a big advocate of that. Just tell me I can't do it. That's all I need. I think and that part of that is uh, I've been doing it again, super, super busy right now. And, yeah, I know. And and having this like I'm constantly talking to myself, like this voice in my head saying, yeah. you know, just just work your ass off for the oh. next little bit and you'll get through this one step ahead of the other. And it's funny, I, I my my son's in El Salvador right now and we were talking about and I said they were all concerned for me and I said, I just like I I tell you guys just one foot in front of the other yeah it'll be okay yeah it'll be okay yeah and you got to believe that yeah because yeah. you have evidence to support yeah. that yeah know? but but i guess that's really um you know in i hope through these conversations and i've been listening to your podcast like i hope that people hear that we're sort of all on the same journey yeah and I think that feels good when somebody, when you feel like somebody that you respect or that you've worked with is is feeling the same way as, as you are. Yeah. Like it's okay to feel um, stressed or worried or, but know that it's going to be okay. Like yeah. know that if you have confidence in your, who you are, that you will, you won't let anybody down. You'll keep it going and you'll feel good about it. You'll be proud and it'll be a better. Yeah. And you have to allow yourself to think that way. Yeah. This has been great. Is there anything else you want to tell us? I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I, you know, I said to uh, your team, I said I didn't. I didn't want this to be like you know rambling. I just because yeah. <laughs> you kind of get on that train. Yeah, it's okay. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. but I did want to. You know, I, I did want know that my. I, I said to Samantha, I said what I want people to know is that just keep opening that door. Just keep going. Yeah. If you love it, just keep going because you're on the right path. Yep. And you'll find beautiful things. Yeah. This has been great. Thank you, Andre, for taking the time. I know you're really busy. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. I love being here. Love this studio. That's it for us. Thank you. Before we sign off, we want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Patterson Outdoor. They are Canada's largest out-of-home advertising company, and they offer a wide range of advertising solutions for businesses of all sizes. Whether you're looking to promote your brand on billboards, transit ads, or digital screens, Patterson Outdoor has you covered. To learn more, head over to pattersonoutdoor.com. And to our listeners, we hope you found this episode helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media to learn more about our advertising community. Until next time, keep it creative.